squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. This is the remix. Aunque no pueda, tengo la curiosidad. Aunque no pretendo quedarme, me da un poco de ansiedad. Y es que en la vida todo se puede. Este bien o este mal. Pero podré vivir con la culpa de que al menos una vez más. Te volví a probar. Boca no pierde sabor la caramelo Nos dejamos llevar Pero mi bandolera Yo soy tu bandolero What's up, bro? What's going on, bro? What's happening? P.E. Square, Phenomenal Epics. That's Silvio. I'm E. Marquez. And we're just going to be sarcastic today. I feel like we need to get back into our sarcasm role because we've gotten too serious. And I don't like it. And I think that we are being a pawn in the chess game of life and COVID. So we need to stop it. What's up, dude? What uh, what did your boy Donald Trump say today that has you all riled up that's giving you a chubby or two? Nothing, man. I mean, this <clears throat> man is perfect. I like everything he does. <laughs> Insert sarcasm. Here we go. Man, this, this dude... I mean, he needs to. He needs to. He needs four more years. Go for it. I guess. Oh no, no, no! Let's go with twelve. Fuck it, twelve more years. Look nah. at that face. Look Even at that better. face. Let's just just leave him in there until you know. Let let every Trump become the next president. That's uh, the Trump family dictatorship. Oh, and, you know how is that not even looked at as just wrong in all of aspects? He's got Trump here, Trump there, Trump this, Trump that, and when he was on. The apprentice. He never even talked to his sons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Oh God. Staying staying true to my color as best I can. I'm gonna say it this way. I I really don't. Uh, I don't like talking about politics. But hey, you know what? In- introducing things in this uh, in this new season. I, I'm thinking. I got to make a political run. <clears throat> you. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna announce it here and say that if anybody knows how to. How to get in the game? Let's let's do this. I need to entertain this conversation. I mean, if if somebody like this guy can get up and just say all sorts of, I mean, just all sorts of stuff. This is this is a ridiculous. I mean, he's. Oh wait, I'm being sarcastic. That's right. Let's not get too serious. He's uh he's the man. Yeah, hey, I was ready. I was getting ready to write your petition out so people could sign, so you can run for office somewhere. Who knows? I just will. planes. I, I, I mean, you might have an office open over there. I've thought about it. I've, uh, you know, in in these days, in terms of speaking seriously, I uh, I did kick it around a little bit, but in, you know, there there's so much to it where 
you know, what, what I've rallied against and, and, and argued for a long time is that politics can be uh, a dirty game. And the reason I say it's a dirty game from my perspective is not every human being walks into that or aspires to do that in a malicious way. They, 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 you know, they have passion. They believe in what they're saying and they think they're trying to do something that betters this world or at least betters their, their, their area, whatever their aspirations are. There's no way they get into it with this idea of, oh, okay, how can I harm the world? However, yeah, that doesn't mean that they don't have bad ideas and that have, you know, they have support for it. And so there's something to be said about pie. I don't think of it as a game completely. I know I'm using the word dirty game, but that's just a, a cliche I've heard. Well, it's drain uh, the swamp, drain the swamp. Yeah, you know, it's just it, the idea that, that people need politicians. Uh, I believe in you do. You should vote. You should get out there and find somebody who, who you support, you know, at least a majority of what they think and what they say and how they present it. Uh, so that part's necessary. We do need voices out there. But, you know, man, I'm hard-pressed to see where the, the beauty of, of politics is. And wanting to get into it is more of a sense of saying we need more voices that speak for the, for the general public. You know, okay. I, I've believed in unions in every, every job I've been at. Uh, I've also believed in voicing opinions. There isn't, uh, there isn't a moment in my life where I think one opinion should dominate uh, the stage. And, uh, and maybe that's wrong. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't think that way. And, and I'm comfortable uh, thinking that there's a, Whoa. there's room for discussion. But, you know, I think what you're, you, you made a point of a couple of times now, people just don't want to talk anymore. We want to say, this is it. This yep. is my opinion. Leave yep. me alone. And if you don't like it, then I'm going to start finding ways to cancel you out. Tell you a story. I'll tell you a quick epic about what happened. Um, Regarding of how strong conversation is. This is non-sarcastic. This is real. I had a conversation with my mom. So I told my mom one time a long time ago. I will do what I need to get done. And then ask you for your permission after. But if I don't know what to get done. I'm going to ask you for something. So I'm asking you either for a car. A ride. Money. Clothes a gift, assistance, pick me up, do this. I'm asking you because I'm needing guidance. I need guidance at the time. If I go off and buy a car and then say, yeah, ma, the money you gave me for rent, I used it as a down payment on a car, I'm sorry. You see what I'm saying? Or I went to buy a pool table and I was supposed to use that money to get clothes for my wedding. And then she's saying, what... And then you say sorry. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But overall, I was telling my mom that, Mom, I need your help because I got to get this out of my old apartment and I don't know how to get it out. And I need you to help. And she was asking me some of the randomest questions, bro. She was like, so you're saying that you need to get this out. You always do this. And I'm like, wait, is that a question or is that a statement? Then I say, what do you mean I always do? I don't understand. And then I got to a point where I said, well, I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. I'm going to always ask you for everything, anything, everything, whenever I want to. And you're just going to have to listen. You either say no or you either say yes, one or the other. So she's saying, she goes, she continues and she says, so then what are you going to do after you get it out of there? You're going to go take it to a storage unit and then what? You're going to have to move it again? And I said, hmm, no, I mean, after that, it's going to be crated. 
And therefore, I don't have to worry about getting a mover to break down the pool table. I can move it myself. She said, okay, so then how long are you going to keep it into the storage room? And I said, I don't know. I just figured that I could use this storage room to have it until I sell it. And hopefully I sell it for about $2,000. So she goes, so you need me to give you $250 to get it out of there because you only have the deadline till Thursday. All right, when you sell the piece, I want the $250 back. Because I'll give you the $250 next Monday, but I just can't get it out tomorrow. So I was telling her. So as she's going along and she's kind of getting on my nerves about telling me, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't, you know, she gives me the idea of, I don't need the pool table. So, hey, if it's gone, it's gone. I'd rather use that 250 to put it back either into my podcast or have my mom hold it so we can use it for the washing machine or for the air, the air fryer or for the faucet because we're doing a whole new kitchen at my mom's house. So I'm thinking, I don't need the pool table. So I'm like, hmm, I'd rather grab that 250 and put it somewhere else. I found this new website that's called Bespoken. It's a cool everyday carry website. And they just send you a pack every like two weeks or so. Send you a box of stuff. And it costs $30, $35 a month. And that $250 could be a good good amount of months for that. And then I found another website. It's called Flaviar. F-L-A-V-I-A-R. Something like that. And it's a whiskey tasting membership. It's $300 a year. I said, there you go. $50 more I would have a Flaviar membership. I have all the whiskeys I could taste. So I'm thinking, I don't need the pool table is what I thought. So then having that conversation, even though I didn't like it or didn't even go in there, I got guidance from it. My main idea is whenever I ask my parents something or for something is because I'm looking for guidance. And that's it. That's the conversation. Having the conversation helped me say, hmm, I don't need that pool table. And then I tell the movers, man, I can't do it unless you want it. Just give me credit to your pool. Just give me credit to your uh, pool store. And when I'm ready to purchase my next pool table, I'll get it from you guys with minus the 500 or 400 or $250, whatever. And he's like, so you want us just to take it? Yeah. What kind of pool table is it? Oofhausen Savvy, Savvy Savoy Collection. He's like, oh, that's a good pool table. I know. I'll be basically giving it to you. And they're like, oh, so you want us to take it? Yeah, take it. You just got to go there. And they did. And it got done. And I wound up getting $500 credit. So there you go. Have the conversation. It's a pretty good thing. Well, you know, I'll jump in there to tell you this. Any conversation that leads to productivity is always a good conversation. And in my opinion, obviously. And where, you know, all this connects for me in, in podcast world and in general is how do we go about it? You know, you can start try to start having conversations. Social media for me so far has been an uh, epic failure. Uh, phenomenal uh, thought process. You you know, you have people out there who said, let's, let's make it so the world can connect. And after a while, I just kind of use it to make sure I can see pictures from family, uh, scroll through things and, and, and hit a like button, and then I'm out. I'm really trying not to uh, get too overly involved with it. 
Mm-hmm. Along comes the podcast, and I figured I have to get more involved in not only the promotion aspect, but in trying to have conversations with people. So there's a dynamic out there. I hope it comes back. I hope we can get into the to a, a healthy environment where even if we disagree, we're able to talk things out. Uh, I don't think that's too far-fetched. And we've talked before how aiming for positivity, thinking about things in a positive way, uh, it's not about a, being a dreamer. It's about just simply saying, look, why can't we all try to get along? Why can't we all just try to be understanding of each other? If somebody's breaking the law, we've agreed that laws are in place. So that's my problem lately is that, you know, the idea that criminals are getting somehow stronger, that's not it. It's, it's, a, it's a simple mathematic equation. We have defunded things uh, that needed to be uh, thought of in a different way. Instead, we just started incarcerating people with mental health issues, drug addiction, uh, you know, just things that shouldn't have been used for. Uh, Incarceration is for the people who have committed crimes. So when you overload the jail system, you got somebody who uses a gun, within three to five years, they're out. Well, you do the math. How do you you cram all these people in the same room when you're arresting people for minor drug use, minor drug possession? These are people who need to go to rehab programs. You can still make money off them. It's just, it, it goes back to your wonderful world of uh, capitalism yep. and yep. and how we in this society have driven everything towards just these ridiculous amounts. Uh, and maybe I look at it this way because I'm not in those tax brackets, but we've, we've, you know, associated wealth with power. And now everybody's trying to figure out how to become more powerful and we become greedy. And, and that's not just a, a you guys statement. That's a, we have become greedy. I, I look at it the same way. I may not be trying to keep up with the Joneses, uh, but I know that I look at my 12-year-old car and I go, oh, man, when am I going to get a new car? Uh, as it gets rusty and dinged up, I'm like, uh-oh. And so, you know, it would be nice to to live in a different tax bracket. Uh, but as the saying goes that I apply to, it's more money, more problems. And uh, Maybe. You know, not necessarily. But, well, you know, again, it's, it's it's a healthy problem to have if you if you – can live by the motto of well money's no object but by the same token i think we should live by the motto of how do we help each other and so it ties to your point that a good conversation sometimes that's why i try to stay away from advice that's why i don't get on this podcast and go let me tell you how it needs to happen this is not my perspective my perspective that i try to offer folks is let's have a conversation and if in that conversation i say something that that helps you see something in a different way or or helps you great if you don't like what i said feel free to tell me try not to (laughs) berate or belittle me about it but uh from there maybe i'll learn something this isn't a one-way conversation this podcast for me is a way for you and you and me to talk because again that's what we're trying to do is just have a good good conversation but i'm I'm looking at other people saying okay where's the feedback you know and hopefully you're you're listening you want to say and you want to subscribe you want to let us know how to improve that's the beauty of life Mm -hmm. beauty of life is learning Evolving, and there right. are times where the older right. we get, we just don't want to do that anymore. We we're, we not we not only get set in our ways, but we feel like we've gotten enough guidance from who and whatever we needed. We've informed ourselves to the point where our opinion is the only one that matters. So, you know, I hope that uh, I hope we start listening to to each other a lot more. I think I think overall opinions matter. Overall opinions matter. That's what I think. Um. Now, when it comes to whiskeys, you know, all you got to do is just pay attention to mine. But, you know, overall, opinions matter in everything. But 
uh, I mean, sports and whiskey and cars. You just listen to my opinion. You'll be fine. Things would be good for you. But, um, you know, we get... We get called up. We get we what what it is is more like oh I told you so mentality like oh you see you're wrong I'm right you're, <laughs> you're <laughs> hey I wanted to become the I told you so guy yeah the I told you so guy <laughs> the I told you so guy right you know that that's what I'm saying we're gonna rename we're gonna open up another podcast or maybe I'll do my own and be like it's the I told you so hour there it is there it is I like that because you know like, that 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 segment would be a little lame for this show hey that's what you know what that's gonna be my slogan. <laughs> That'll be my slogan when I uh, when I get into politics. Yeah, I told you so, guy. <sighs> That's gonna be in our illustrations right there. I'm gonna flag it because I need that one. <laughs> That's a good one. Yo, so, <laughs> so uh, I gotta have- open up that one uh, on the illustrations. It'll be like you know, yeah, I was thinking, and then we'll go in for a mare. So check this out. Check this out. On. Bleacher Report and Instagram. I only go on to these things for the comments. The comments are great and they're stupid. The only thing about Twitter is that they're just an abundance amount of comments that everybody wants to take and make it personally, like personal. But on Bleacher Report and on uh Instagram, the comments almost make the topic. So I was thinking, you know, there's a war on comments. People are like, they don't want to put comments up. They don't want to put, uh, they don't want, you know, they want to delete your comments and stuff. So it's pretty interesting to say, hmm, I would love to have comments. I mean, I mean, I, I think we should do comments, but I don't know how to use the anchor to do the comments. They got these voice comments. Well, I don't know about that thing, you know, like, you know, they can always send us emails, but that doesn't always work. But I, I'm, you know what? I'm a proponent for the comments. I want comments. I want comments to stick around and stick around for a while. That's what I like. I would like that to happen. Well, you know, comments, as you say, that's what that was what fascinated me the first couple of times uh, in my in my dealings with good old social media. It, it just dawned on me that people were writing things that they probably wouldn't say if, it, you know, we were having a face-to-face conversation. You know, if you're in public and you're talking like that, you know, where would that get you? And you've made comments like this before. People, you know, get bitch slapped for saying some things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not worried about that when they're behind the screen or they're on their phones and their thumbs are going happy. Yeah, uh, so exactly. you have a different persona. And so what dawned on me was you do realize that when you write these things, they're there. They're there for history, you know. And so someone can pull back one of your uh, tweets or whatever it is, you know, however you communicated it. And they can say, well, what about this? And so it led to people just being very dismissive. Like, oh, yeah, well, that's just what I said that day, you know. So, you know, I've tried to live my life with the idea of say what you mean and mean what you say. And if you can't do that years from now and defend your point and or articulate it, that doesn't mean I won't evolve. That doesn't mean 10, 15 years from now I'll see things differently. Uh, you know, speaking of sarcasm, 10, 15 years from now, I might go, you know, I'm glad Trump is still in office. He's, he's a great, he's a great man. Uh, you know, hey, speaking I, I of might that, see the light. You just mentioned Trump. Let me ask you a question about this. Insecurities. <laughs> Insecurities, bro. 
You know they run rapid? You know how many people you encounter have so much insecurities, bro? Well, I mean, that's, a, that's the key to life, isn't it? I mean, at, the older we get, uh, at some point, you, you do become self-aware. At some point, you do become secure in that. Uh, I'll give you a crazy, for instance. For whatever reason, before the age of 30, I just didn't like wearing anything pink. I thought, you know, all these new polos, all these new colors. I remember the big old slogans, pink is the new black. And uh, I, I just, it's not that I ridiculed it. It was just, it, it just wasn't for me. And as time went on, I thought, you know what, what's wrong with it? It's, it looks good. I'll pull it off. And then I wore a pink shirt. And as insecure as I may have been about it, it never stopped to amaze me when people would look at me and go, man, you're wearing a pink shirt in public? Right, and right, I went, right. what kind of guy must I have been that people came right up to me, looked me in the face and went, wow, you're wearing pink in public? And I went, wow, okay, well, <laughs> what am I, a Neanderthal? What have I been saying in my life that, that you know, <laughs> caused you so surprised to see me wearing a pink polo? You know, with the cool little, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. nice, it's soft. I mean, you know, I look good in it, baby. I was making it work. Maybe and, because uh, you... Maybe because you talk the way you talk, like that, like ooh, like like Don well, Suave, like you, ooh, ooh. right? <laughs> okay, check this out. So one time I'm gonna give you another epic. Check this one out. And you know I ain't got no insecurities for me. Pfft, what am I? Five eleven, five ten and three quarters. I got um, uh, two hundred and sixty pounds. Um, meats and potatoes. I like my I like the better meats, but and the potatoes. Love them, bacon and cheeseburgers and steaks. That's me. I got no insecurities. So one time, uh, <laughs> we're going into what was it? What, oh, so what, so one time, my boy said that he went. There was this gym that uh, he had. Oh, there's two. These are actually two. They're actually they're actually <laughs> intertwined. So. My, my guy got a buddy who's going to get a membership at this gym right here in the near near west side. And he says that they're giving him a tour, right? <laughs> they're giving him a tour. And then uh, <laughs> that he's walking around. Oh, here's the free weights. Here's the elliptical. Look at the basketball court. We got three basketball courts. Pool over here. Sauna. So he's, oh, okay. So they take him back to the, to the locker rooms. And as soon as he turns, because there's no doors in the locker rooms, you got to go like, in a like one of those mazes to get in you know how that is so you go in and then he sees this one dude just got his leg up on the bench and he's just lotioning himself up <laughs> so he's lotioning his leg <laughs> and he's lotioning his man member and he's going with two hands and then this guy goes and looks like he got he goes damn bro i had to take a double take <laughs> <laughs> he said, I looked first and then I said, What? I looked again. <laughs> so then I asked my guy, I said to him, Hey, bro, did your boy get the membership? <laughs> <laughs> so then he said, He goes, No, no, no. But then he went back the next day to see if this guy was there all the time. Because this was the time that he was going to go. So he went back the next day to see he was there. And while he was walking out, the guy was walking in and he goes, no, no, I can't get him. I can't be a member here. I can't be a member. <laughs> you know, that is the, one of the worst experiences. I don't know how so women check this do it. Out. So check this one out. Do it. 
So we're over here. So I got another buddy of mine, right? So he's got like, uh, he's got a, you know, he's got a, like Long Johnson. And uh, so we're at Orlando. And we didn't even know this fool was going. So we're on the airplane. And we see this guy come in. And we're like, yo, what are you, you're going to Orlando? It's like, yeah, 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 going to Orlando. You guys are going, yeah. No, shit, dude, we're on the plane. We're going to, like, what are you doing? He goes, no, 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 I just bought a ticket like an hour ago. Holy shit, whatever, right? So he gets on the plane, and he's waiting for his teammates, his uh, dancing troupe, to get to the, uh, to get to the hotel where he's going to stay. They don't get there until the next day. So he goes, bro, where are you going to stay at? He goes, I don't stay at the house. I don't stay with you guys. Ah, uh-huh, okay, sure. Stay with us, fucking idiot. Okay. So then he goes, right? So he leaves the door. He goes to the bathroom. We're in the bathroom, whatever. So he has the door a little cracked. So my guy comes and he knocks on the door. But he pounds on it and the door opens. And he goes, Chacho, bro, it's a toy. Damn. <laughs> My guy goes, damn, bro, we gotta look at my shit, bro. We gotta look at my shit. And I said, damn, bro, you were pissing hard. Like you had a lot of bass. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he was embarrassed the whole time, bro. The whole time. I said, relax, bro, relax. Because he's a dancer. So I said, I understand, you know, these gay guys, they hit on you and they want to jump on you and everything because they hear about the legend. And uh, he goes, no, 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 it's not that, you know, it's because, you know, if, you know, it's gotta, you gotta be respectful, and this, they start saying in the Spanish, que falta respeto, tu sabes, que, que así no sirve, bro, que necesita respeto, and I said, ah, shut the fuck up, I said, bro, I would run around this hotel room naked, dude, it don't matter to me, why are you insecure, why are you insecure, oh, that, you know, on my whole life, that has been, you know, Bothering me that it's too big, it's too big. I just want a normal one. I was like, you're, stu- you're so stupid, dude. You're so stupid. So anyway, but I just thought that was funny, bro. And I'm just like, you know, it's crazy. Like, for me, it's okay. Men can do whatever. I, I have been, like, one thing that I challenges me is transgender. Now, transgender just got me confused, but I don't see them as any insecurity for me. There's a couple great places where they have the cross-dressers uh, shows, the Baton Club in downtown, and then there's Kit Kat Club, and there's several others. But they don't do anything harmful. Like, they don't do anything to me to question my insecurity. You know what I mean? Or to create an insecurity. But the only thing they do is they confuse me. You know, now I got to use different pronouns. And then I got to use, you know, different, like, you know, how do I dress them? And I, although I communicate face-to-face and I look at somebody's eye when I talk to them. And I notice I say eye because I only focus on one, either the left or right eye. But uh, <clears throat> that's how I talk with them. So I don't have to see... If they have breasts or if they're tucked in or if they're post-op, pre-op, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm not, I'm fine with it. There, there's no insecurities on, on this side. Like the same way, I have no insecurities, I got no ego. But insecurities run rapid, dude. They run rapid and it's a fun, it's just so funny to me. 
Well, you know, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> you've said enough right there for, for, uh, for a whole day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, insecurities are fascinating for sure. Um, they're, they're prevalent in, in human nature. And and they should be, you know, but that's what I, you know, that's how it connects to me. We were, as kids growing up, we had things that uh, we became insecure about just simply because, you know, because of public opinion. And, you know, women uh, deal with it. And that's what I meant earlier. Like, I don't know how women deal with it, you know, in, in the locker rooms or otherwise. It's, uh, but but on the same kind of sarcastic or joking level, if, if, uh, you know, there, there are women who can show off their bodies and sometimes they do it intentionally. Other, other times it's unintentional. Uh, but if you look at our society as a whole, it's not really like men are, 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 are put in that same category. You know, I've seen, I've been to plenty of, of places and in, in beaches and public places where I'm looking at some dude going, man, I get it. You're chiseled, you're ripped or whatever, but put a shirt on or cover up. And uh, it's not because I'm insecure and think, well, my body doesn't compare. But at some point, some of that insecurity must be showing up. I mean, I, you know, when I go to the gym, uh, one of my one of my worst uh, first time experiences was going to a gym where older, saggy uh, men were just walking around, just you know, buck ass naked, and I was like, balls hanging to their ankles. You know, I, well, I didn't know. I didn't check that well, but it was enough for me to go, man, what's wrong with your towel? And and at some point, it, it made me think, okay, well, what's wrong with my insecurity? What what do yeah, I care? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I might, I don't mind walking around naked. Yeah. It's just, I thought it was a courtesy that if I don't know you, sure. I, think I don't the need same. to be walking around naked. I think the same. The only thing would be disease. Yeah. Would be, what if you have staff? What if you have staph infection behind that right sack of yours? Don't put it on the bench where I'm going to sit right. down and change it. No, I agree with that. I agree with it's that. Just, it's, it's disgusting. But, you know, I mean, think about it on the flip side too, right? On the, on that old good old sarcastic level, but on the comical level. If, if I were built uh, in such a way where it was, you know, one of these moments where you could you could see from a mile away that, I, you know, that my, my man members, you call it, was hanging down to my, my ankle, uh, would, I, would I purposely do that or would I be so insecure that I'd find ways to wrap it up and hide it? And the reason why that thought process came to mind was I have met many a woman who were well endowed, had a really nice body. But they had to find ways to hide it because they really? were just so annoyed by all the attention that it yeah. got. And so it was ironic to me how insecure that made them and how annoyed they were because everybody would want to make a comment about it, female or male. And so it's a fascinating thing. It's a, it, it makes me laugh when I do run into guys who, who either show off or who are, who are you know, insecure in other ways. Uh, but it, it is a walk of life. There are many things that I'm insecure about. And. And one of the things that I try to uh, not do is let my insecurities take hold of me. But uh, it happens and, you know, you just kind of have to learn to deal with it. But it, it makes for a good conversation. It's just nobody's really comfortable talking about their insecurities. It, it, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of, of many a time where, you know, if I'm talking about if I'm talking to someone who is, uh, you know, uh, more intelligent or more informed on a subject, there's enough room for me to be insecure there. And I, and I, and but I don't mind saying that. I just, I, I've been open enough with people to say, look, that's not in my wheelhouse. I don't know enough about that. And, uh, you know, there are times where in the back of my head, that insecurity kicks off like, Oh man, did I just sound like a moron for saying something? <laughs> yeah. Or not being able to say something, but you know, one you know, thing that leads, day, one thing that leads to insecurities is that like society or overall, they like pretty people and they like skinnier people. They like, 
you know, one thing that helps me is charm. I, I you know that I walked into I thought into you were going to say it's because you were skinny. Yeah, well, you know. You're skinny, skinny to some. Skinny to some. Or, or, or skinny sideways, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> the thing is, is. Skinny pinkies. That That's what it comes out to. That's where it comes down to, where, where it's because of that. And then, you know, my wife gets it all the time. It's rarely somebody's mean to her. And a couple times, a couple of parents that she, she works with, the hospital said that uh, she said they said this to her. You know, people like pretty people. And I'm like, I've never heard that shit. But OK, and pretty, pretty you know, uh, people like skinnier people, people like, you know, and I'm like, hmm, does that lead to insecurities? You know, I don't know. I, I know when I walk in, I have a smile on my face. You know, I'm greeting everybody. I'm asking people sincerely, like, how are they and what are they doing? You know, and I have conversation in that nature. But, like, and then nothing leads to insecurity. There were a couple of times, there were a few times we're out the gym and these, you know, so-called or self-proclaimed buff guys will walk around and be like, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, the hell is wrong? What are they cuckling about? And they smell. And, you know, it's like, hmm. Because when I go to the gym, I'm loaded up. Like, I got, sev- like, several layers on, two T-shirts, sweater, and I got sweatpants, and it's 95 degrees outside. But that's, I feel better that way because I try to avoid staph, staph infection. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, there's been such a, but it doesn't bother me. I look over, sometimes my hair is all whacked out, and that's a rarity when my hair is whacked out, let me tell you. But... When it is, it doesn't bother me. Oh, well, you know, I just got to comb it to the right. So wait, left. Let, me, let me say this. You, you don't know any pretty people. Do you think you know any pretty people? Or have you ever known any pretty people? You never know. To, uh, you, you have a lot of friends in the dance community. Hey, and by the way, you know, you you were a good dancer at one point in time. Don't you don't you think? Was that still was a that good one dancer? Of still, I'm still a good dancer. Oh, you can still dance. Huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Twinkle toes, right. baby. Twinkle well, toes. Right. E. Twinkle toes. Gotta, e. We got to get out there. We got to go out uh, COVID-free days one day. Well, I'll take you to Kit Kat. You know what? On a Wednesday, I'll take you to Kit Kat. Bring your wife. I'll take my wife. And uh, you'll get to see the female impersonators. But it's Latin night. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Let's do it up. Hey, so Let's check this up. out real quick to end this show. Five minutes. <clears throat> ah, let's try to go under five minutes. The let's best invention in the last 15 years best inventions what do you think okay. what do you think name my, me one my <laughs> name me one right yeah, uh, you're struggling i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna struggle here because uh I, I i would have to go with uh, uh led i i uh i don't know what it is about led but LED flashlights and light bulbs and oh. for whatever reason I was all about oh. LED. I was like, man, I gotta get some LED. I got LED everywhere in my house. Mm-hmm. I find a bulb that's old. I'm like, oh, LED. Oh, okay, okay. I, I can I can come up with a few. I can come up with a few. Like to me, are the micro brews. It's a great invention. But uh, is the, that an invention or yeah, is it popularity? Yeah, no. The item that micro-brews. or the uh. tank that makes the brews faster. That's the microbrew. That's a great invention. But the best invention in the last 15 years, and I think it's been a long, I think it's been around longer, but 
I've only seen it in the last 15 years, has been that attachable bidet that you put to your uh, your your toilet, <laughs> and you gotta wire it where you put the water for your flushing. You gotta wire it so you can split it into both the tank and the bidet attachment. You're talking about the uh, toilet seat the attachment, not toilet. the actual toilet. Yeah, the toilet well, seat. Because yeah. There's the old school bidets. Oh, no, you need a uh, whole bidet, bidet. Right, right. No, You're just talking about the toilet seat. The toilet seat attachment that it comes out and it squirts your asshole, your arse hole, when you're done. <laughs> and uh, it's Still so refreshing. Flex. It's really good. Now, if you put it yeah, on bidets. so hard, nice. if you put it on so hard, it'll get in there where you're like, woo. <laughs> Get yourself a little colon cleanser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, rectal cleaning. But dude, <clears throat> I have to think that that is the greatest invention in the last fifteen years. Uh, I, I, don't, I can't think of anything else. Everything else has been like electronic. Everything else has been like you know an app or something like that. It hasn't been anything outrageous. What the Tesla maybe? Well, 15, I mean, if we went down, if we went down to the old. Uh, interwebs and, and did a bunch of searches. I'm sure there are plenty of things we could keep talking about with that. But yeah, it's what, you know, I look at whatever the greatest inventions are and how they've impacted your life. You know, I'm pretty sure there are a, a myriad of things out there that have been invented or at least have come to light in the next last 15 years uh, that were phenomenal to uh, to how people interact. But, you know, it's uh, how about the potential for self-driven cars? Uh, that's that's a was well, not out that's an yet. Invention. It's not out yet. A creation that I no no I mean, but it's it's in the works, and there are plenty of places that are actually using it. I want the flying uh, car. I want the flying car. Where is the flying that'd car? Be nice too. That'd be nice too. We need uh, the, you know, the FCC to approve of those things. You know, or electric scooters, and so you know the electric the electric driven vehicle. Let's leave it at that. The vehicle, because there are plenty of vehicles that are out there with yeah yeah motors. But, uh, those are pretty cool. Yeah, but the invention of podcasts. I think podcast is great. Like, I like podcasts because, like, for example, what's going on recently with the boycotting and, you know, the social media, police brutality. And podcasts, we control the narrative. We control the show. And we can come back and say, okay, this is what we're talking about. And then that's it. We don't have to continue the whole hour and say, oh, now we're back, and now we just finished talking about what they did in the NBA tonight, and we got our guests to keep on talking about it. See, that's where radio is about to die for me, you know? So well, Probably you and a lot of other folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like what Apple Music has done with their radio. Uh, they've come out with radio channels, and they've done this thing where it's been like um, the Casey Kasem Top 40. But they yeah. give artists a chance to put together. There's a couple country, and it's only one hour a week. One hour a week, they come out and they'll do their their show, and that's it. But they still got those radio stations where they'll play the music over and over and over or continuous. But these one shows, like Backstreet Boys got a show, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, uh, Dirk Bentley got a show. And those are pretty cool. So those are pretty nice. It's pretty neat the way they do it. And they talk about origins of their music or how they met in the industry and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That's a pretty nice little thing. But podcast, I think, is the way to go. 
It's real easy. It's real simple. And uh, it also attaches to things. So, like, there's a show on HBO, Lovecraft Country or uh, Hard Knocks with the L.A. Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and then they got a podcast afterwards, and it gets into detail about how the episode went. Those are things that are those are just enhancements. I love them. I think they're genius. <clears throat> and there you go. Well, now I go. think now I think we got our flow back. Now I think we got our. Uh, we're back. We're back. Season two. We're yeah. back. Season two has done it for us. We're good to go. And I, you know what? I'm gonna go on a positive note. I'm gonna bring back my positivity. My positivity is back. And I am going full-blown positive. Screw COVID. Screw media. I'm not going to negative bash whatever. I'm just going to go and we're going to just move forward in positivity. What do you think about that? Huh? 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 Well, how about that? (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Well, how about that? All right. Well then, since Silvio chimed in on this great on this great analysis, <laughs> that'll be the show today. <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. It's P squared, and we've done it again. Phenomenal epics. Come back, check us out. We're only gonna get better, and we're gonna bring on more guests. Promise you, we're gonna bring on more guests, and we might revisit. Some topics that we have great success with in season one, not serious topics, the sarcastic topics, the funny topics, because we do well there. Thanks again. Silvio, any last words beginning this season two off? Yeah, let's stay safe out there. There are a lot of uh, weather anomalies going on in the world, a lot of COVID issues. uh, But at the end of the day, I just wish everybody well. Let's stay safe. Let's take care of each other. Right on. And thank you, mi gente, P.E. Squared, Phenomenal Epics.